left to take off. I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! Expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I'm your host. And once again, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Joseph Fornerado. Joe, welcome back, buddy. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got, uh, we're not alone today. We've got some big plans. Uh, we've kind of got a little bit of a, the boom tubes are open across the multiverse. We've got some friends joining us today. So uh, I, you excited about the, the big podcast today? Yeah, Holy Crossover, Batman. Oh, way to, way to bury the lead. Well, mm, yeah, mm. without... <laughs> Without any further ado, uh, coming back to the show from our one of our Halloween episodes, he is from Holy Batcast. This is a Holy Batcast crossover, Mr. Brendan Lowe. Brendan, welcome back to TFR. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, fun. Well, you know, well, it was a package deal, you know. You, you came last time and now you brought along a friend, so. Brendan always comes first. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, coming in with the pun is Mr. Andy DiGenova for the very first time on The Fire Rises. So welcome to the show, Andy. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. It's always good to have Brendan on. Jamie, we miss you. Pour one out for you. But yeah, this will be fun. This has been months in the making and and it's nice that it's finally happening. Yeah, I'm excited that we could finally get it underway. I think uh, I had vacation and then Andy had vacation and we've been just trying to schedule this thing for a while. And of course, yeah, like Andy said, it's unfortunate that Jamie couldn't be with us. But when you're trying to schedule five people, it's a little tough. But uh, we're going to miss Jamie today. But we're going to have a lot of fun because at the recommendation of Andy, I think it was Matthew Malecki, right? Matthew Malecki, yeah. After we did our uh, ranking of the live action Batman films, he immediately was like, now do it with the animated ones. And never heard of him. (laughs) Well, never heard of the guy. I don't know who he is. Well, Matt is a uh, Matt is a listener of this show as well. So uh, we talked about it and we thought, well, there's so many animated movies. It would be awesome to come together at, and do a crossover with TFR and Holy Batcast and just rank all of the Batman animated movies. And I say all, um, but we're going to get into some rules for the rankings in a few minutes. But All with an asterisk. Sent- with an asterisk, yeah. But since Andy, this is your first time on the show. Uh, we, you know, everybody that listens to this show most likely listens to Holy Batcast, but just in case they don't. And so we can stick to, to tradition uh, for your first time. Tell us a little bit about your history and connection with the character of Batman. 
Yeah, I, I do feel bad because I feel like most of people have heard me talk about this before on Holy Batcast and wherever else. But for if there's one person out there who's never heard my voice before, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Andy. Um, yeah, I've been a Batman fan since I can honestly remember seeing an image of Batman uh, on a coloring book or in the superpowers uh, toys. Like I just was always gravitated towards that character. I was even as a little kid, I didn't even know who he was. I just knew he looked cool and I liked him. And so uh, I just was drawn to him. I wanted to watch cartoons with him. I'd watch the opening of the Scooby-Doo movies just because he was in the opening credits. Uh, And I always liked Batman. And then I always said that in 1989, it became, it became a marriage. I dated Batman until 89 and then we got married and it's been a lifelong love ever since I've been a Batman fan uh, my entire life. And uh, that means the movies and the cartoons and the comics and the video games and the toys and the collectibles, etc. I have a Batman tattoo. I need to get my Robin matching one on the other side. I still need to do that. But yeah, it's just it's a character I've always loved. Um, I think as a kid, I loved because he I loved him because he looked cool. And I liked that there was two of them because it was always Batman and Robin back then. Um, Mm -hmm. And I liked how colorful and fun the villains were. And then the older I got, the more I appreciated the stories and the different versions of Batman and just how um, it's a character who he is the most valuable member of the DC universe without any traditional superpowers, but through determination and passion, he just wants to make the world a better place. And he, took the worst thing in the world that happened to him and used it as inspiration to try and make his city better to make sure that no one else ever has to go through what he has to. So I just love the character. I, I can't get enough of Batman. And uh, I always say that Batman, it's it's not just a fandom for me. It is a way of life. So it's all Batman all the time, pretty much. <laughs> As I sit here in my office, that is all Batman on every wall and every nook and cranny, all Batman stuff. And there's always more coming. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Uh, I th- I like, I think I've heard you tell variations of your history with Batman many times. Um, and it always, it always seems so, so genuine. And I, and you know, I, not to get mushy or anything like that, but Holy Batcast is absolutely the reason that this show exists. So, and actually that show was the very first time I ever podcasted. So to have you and Brendan on and just representatives of Holy Batcast is, is awesome. So just once again, before we get started, I want to say thank you to you guys for coming on. It means a lot to us. Yeah, I do well, as well. I- I appreciate that. That means a lot. And yeah, I mean, it was, it's been a pleasure having both you and Joe on Holy Batcast and we just consider you guys family. And it means a lot to me that Holy Batcast inspired you to start your own show and you guys are doing great and I'm super happy for you. And yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. I love it. One big bat family. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so let's get cracking on this list because we have 25 animated movies to, to talk about. And I'm going to lay out the the ground rules and the asterisk that Brendan brought up earlier, because we did have some exclusions on this list. We decided as a group that we were not going to have films like the, the Batman unlimited films, uh, the, the very loosely based DC animated films that they slapped Batman on. Well, I'm not going to say slapped him on there, but you know, it's Batman was the selling device, not necessarily the the main character like Assault on Arkham and Soul of the Dragon. So we've excluded those. Um, We also don't have like the the animated episodes that were combined into a film. 
Uh, so just for just for brevity, as much as we could to kind of streamline the list, we had those exclusions. But what we're going to do also, if I could oh, chime in real quick, also like there were like a bunch of directed video, like Lego movies, <laughs> yeah, stuff like yes. that, where it's like it's like there were so many just to get it to a manageable size. You know, and, and, and a lot of people haven't seen the directed video Lego ones. And I mean, I own all the Batman Unlimited ones, but I, I also think that a lot of fans don't really know those. So, yeah, just trying to get it down to a nice round 25. That was why we made those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it worked out for the best. Yeah, I'm very um, happy with this list we're working from. I think it turned out good. Yeah, great. Too. So what we're going to do is we're kind of going to rapid fire um, back round robin style 25 through 11. We're not going to really get into deep discussions on these. We're saving our the, the chunk of our discussion for our top 10. Our, our 10 through 5 will be here on TFR, and then we will move over to Holy Batcast, and I will defer to Andy to lay out kind of what we're going to do, do on Holy Batcast. Yeah, we'll finish the list on Holy Batcast. We'll do 5 to 1, our... our- our top five animated Batman films. And then the fun part is we did put it out there to you listeners to get your rankings. And we're going to go through the top 10 uh, as voted on by, by the listeners, which is, I always love to see how that turns out. So if you want to hear how that voting went, you got to go check out Holy Batcast. Absolutely. And I know that Andy, I know you love crunching numbers. You're the, you're the math whiz of the group. So I'm looking forward to see how, how all that shook out. Oh, it was fun. I had, I had a very fun nerdy morning with my spreadsheet and trying to keep my daughter happy, but also inputting numbers into my spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm sure Harley was a uh, good company for that. I was like, I was like, just, just entertain yourself for 15 minutes. Daddy needs to crunch these numbers. We need to know what's the best di- Batman animated film. You can eat later. This comes first. <laughs> Eating's overrated. You, you lit a cigarette, you put on your little green visor and you I had did. one of those like machines. Like- exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the old ladies pulling the lever. Um, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. I'm like Harley, sit in your dirty diaper. I've got, <laughs> I've got to talk about Batman animation on the internet. Sorry, kid. <laughs> well, I mean, if you didn't have your Halloween costume before, now I want to see Andy as the uh, poker player with the green hat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get started, and we will start with our guests from Holy Batcast. So, Brendan, let's start with you. What is your 25? Uh, my 25 is Batman Ninja. Um, hmm. Probably for obvious reasons. It was not made for me. I've only watched it for when we talked about it on Holy Batcast a couple of years ago, and I have had no desire to watch it since. Fair enough. Andy, what about you? 25. This is why Brendan and I are in love is because mine is also (laughs) Batman Ninja Uh, for the same reasons. Like for everybody who loves it, I think that's awesome. I love that it exists. It's just not for me. And when I'm looking at the list, which is the one I am I least likely to press play on on a random Saturday afternoon? It's Batman Ninja. I knew this movie was going to come up pretty quickly. So, Joe, what about you? 25. My 25 is Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, it's the only movie on this list that I do not own. Uh, I don't even want to share how I actually watched this film. <laughs> I, uh, I was not, I was not particularly excited about it when I heard things and I, I was not crazy about the film when I watched it. So that's, that's definitely the bottom of my list. As far as if I'm going to pop in a Batman movie, it's not going to be that one. 
Smells well, like justice, Joe. Smells like justice. Well, it, it looks like uh, the separation of podcasts is having an effect so far because my 25 is also Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, this movie, you know, I I was very excited about it because of the animation style. I thought, you know, I thought this was leaning towards being a continuation of Batman, the animated series when I saw just the animation style and, and just what we got really, really let me down. I, I don't like this movie whatsoever. So for that reason, it, it, it makes the bottom of the list, but let's move to 24. Brendan. Brendan. Oh, I think I might be alone with this one um, being so low, but it is the Lego Batman movie. Wow. What? Yeah. I, wow. I know. I look, so this I, podcast I just liked... got easier. We're going to have three people from now on. This guy. <laughs> I I liked the Lego Batman in the Lego movie, you know, in sort of the smaller role that he had. Watching that version of Batman at feature length, I it just gets on my nerves. I I saw it in the cinema and I tried to watch it again on Blu-ray. I couldn't get through it. I just it just it just gets on my nerves after a while. Like after about that sort of half hour mark. I'm done. Okay, yeah, not for me. Fair enough. Brendan coming in with a hot take. Um, Andy, what about your 24? My 24 is Batman Gotham Knight. Um, I appreciate the ambition. I appreciate what it was trying to do. And a couple of the sequences are okay, but a couple of them I just, I think are just ugly and I, I'm not into them. And the way mm-hmm. it tries to be in the Nolan universe, but not really. Eh, it's just one that, I don't think I've rewatched it since it came out in like 2000. God, when did it come out? 2008. Yeah. It was right before Dark Knight. Right before Dark Knight. Mm. So yeah, it's just one uh, that I just have never revisited because I just wasn't into it again. I appreciate what it was trying to do. It just didn't work for me. Got it. Joe 24. My 24 is Batman versus two face. Um, Not that I, hate this movie. I actually think I could watch anyone one through 24 at any given time. But uh, if I'm going to watch an animated version of Batman 66, it's going to be Return of the Cape Crusaders. And this one didn't do enough for me to justify having it higher on my list. That's pretty much why. All right. Um, My 24 is Batman Ninja. And it is for the same reasons that everybody else or Andy and and Brendan have said, you know, when I, when I watched this the first time, there was, there was a little bit of entertainment value that I got out of it just because it was, it was so wildly different than anything Batman that we've gotten before. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm not a Japanese anime guy and this is just not something that, that makes it up there that I, I think I'd ever revisit. So for that reason, that's, that's the reason it's, it's as low as it is, but moving on to number 23, Brendan, uh, my 23 is Batman Gotham Knight. Um, pretty much for the same reasons Andy said, I, I, when it first came out, I used to watch it quite a bit, um, just because it was, I mean, there was less to choose from. Yeah. (laughs) There was the, it was like the first Batman movie in this new, new series of director animated movies. So and yeah, it's like it's it's meant to be bridging the gap between the two movies, but doesn't do that at all. Um, and yeah, I'm not I'm not a a, a, um, a Japanese animation fan either. Um, I can appreciate some of the scenes, but overall, like I don't think I've watched this uh, 
maybe since Dark Knight Rises came out. I yeah, it's been a long mm. time, and I can't see me reaching for it anytime in the future. Got it, Andy. What about you? Number twenty three. <gasps> This is my hot take, and you're going to disconnect me, I think, probably. So Uh-oh. it was a pleasure being on the show. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Um, this is my 23, Batman Year One. Oh. Um, I'm not a big fan of the book. <laughs> no, no. I'm not a big fan of the book of Year One, and the movie is pretty much panel by panel of the book. Um, and... I just wasn't into it. I just, it didn't really work for me. Um, and I thought it was kind of boring and I don't think I've ever visited it and I don't really want to. So yeah, I, uh, I'm just not a big year one fan. So the animated version a while faithful just didn't do anything for me. I get it. Yeah. Not going to disconnect you on that. I mean, okay. I, yeah, well, well, I mean, and if you listen to our Batman Year One episode, I have some some big issues with the Year One story as well. So yeah, I, the yeah. best version of Year One is Batman Begins because it took everything yes. that was good about Year One and then added a bunch of other good stuff and, t- and left true. out all the crappy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like it more than you, as we'll see later. But yeah, we, we have similar issues. So. All right, Joe, 23, your turn. And 23 for me is Batman Ninja. Uh, pretty much everything you guys said, I just have it a little higher. But uh, I appreciate the ambition, and I think I'm more likely to put it on than the other two on my list because it is so just out there and crazy and different. But it's still not something that I need. Gotcha. And I, I don't know if my 23 is a is a hot take or not. It's probably lukewarm take at best. Uh, my 23 is Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, there's a lot about this movie that, that I like, but the middle section just kind of ruins the whole thing for me. I, I don't, I, I said, when we talked about this film, I don't understand Bruce Tim's fascination with, uh, and I love Bruce Tim, but him and Bruce and Barbara with Bruce Tim, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and it kind of just drags down the whole film. The best parts are the adaptation part, and I wish they'd have just made that into like a showcase short film or something like that. But anyway, that's where I am with Batman the Killing Joke. But moving on to number 22. What's your 22, Brendan? Um, Mine is Batman Bad Blood. Um, Honestly, for no other reason really than the fact that I've seen this movie maybe three, four times. And mm-hmm. I still can't remember a damn thing about it. Like, it just, it's not very memorable to me. Um, I know it's, you know, um, Dick's under the cowl. And I, I remember Talia and I think Man Bat has something to do with it. But it's, yeah, it, it's just one of the lesser memorable of these director DVD movies that are out there. And also, as, as much as I like Dick Grayson and stuff, like, I, I want to watch Bruce Wayne be Batman. Got it. Okay, well, you and you and I are, are going to be a little far apart on on a few, Brendan. <laughs> but uh, Andy, you don't you don't invite Brendan if you want reasonable opinions. That's not why you. <laughs> hey, that's not why you bring him on. Menus at restaurants. That's your rule. Yes, that's this right. Is true. That's right. This is true. You, I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my number twenty two is one that you guys already touched on: Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, same. I had okay. I had high hopes because it was hearkening back to the animated series and. Um, yeah, I, it, it is painfully unfunny, but it thinks it's really funny. And it's just like, ah, 
tonally, like what they were trying to do just did not work for me. And if it was, if it was funnier, I would be more forgiving of it, but it's not as funny as it thinks it is. And so it's more just annoying. So yeah, not a big fan of that one. And hey, you, you want to it talk does have about a fantastic poster though. Yeah. The art is great. I'll go it. Um, no, you want to, you want to talk about, uh, unpopular opinions. We, we're going to be sweating it out to see how long it takes Brendan to say that movie. Ah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the most forgiving on it when we reviewed it. Holy yeah, backcast. I don't know. Is, is I he, remember he gave it. Yeah. He gave it the most credit. Well, there's always a nut in every crowd, you know? Yeah. Even menus have <laughs> bad sections on them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like all of that back steakhouse. This is this is the liver and onions on the menu, and, and Brendan's like one, please. <laughs> Got it. So, Joe, what about your twenty-two? My twenty-two is Batman: Mystery of the Batwoman. I don't. Wow. I don't, yeah, I don't hate this movie, but it's again, it kind of. I, I like to compare. Like, if I'm going to watch something in the animated series universe, it's not going to be this. It seems kind of forgettable to me. Um, it's a good movie, and I will watch, from this point on, I'll pretty much watch anything on this list. But, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Sounded like you got some uh, some reaction. Yeah, I don't know what some people was. on that one. Yeah, y'all, did y'all hear that? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, I, I had that too. <laughs> was that a boom tube? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I thought that was my speaker. Well, my 22... My 22 is one that's already been discussed is Batman Gotham Knight. Now, when this movie first came out, I really, really liked it and I watched it quite a bit. But as the years have gone on, it just it just hasn't stuck around for me, I don't think. And I think part of it is, is they they tried to like Andy said, they tried to tie it to that Nolan world, but just loosely enough where maybe not. And then when they kind of went a little fantastical in those stories and the Nolan world did not go that way at all. It's kind of like, okay, well this is, this is, it's just a, a no starter basically from this point on. And like you said, uh, and you've got Brendan, like 30 other movies now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then with the, uh, with the, just some of that animation just really doesn't work for me. Kind of like in Ninja. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's why it's so low on the list. But moving to number 21, Brendan, what's your 21? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Mine is ba- Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. What? Wow. <laughs> this guy. What the hell? Look, anyone who invited who's this guy? Anyone who's listened to Holly Batcast for the last two, three years knows that Batman Beyond just isn't for me. Look, I. I really appreciate the, you know, the way they tie it back into Batman, the animated series and, you know, the tragic story of Tim Drake and stuff that, that stuff is all awesome. Um, But it's still Batman beyond. So it's just, it's just not my favorite version of the character. And yeah, like I really did. I used Andy's rule for this, which is it's, you know, it's a Saturday, Sunday afternoon. I'm at home. I'm looking at my Blu-ray shelf. What, you know, what am I going to grab? And mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to grab this just because, well, mainly because I've been forced to sit through Batman Beyond for the last two and a half, three years. So I really <laughs> need a break. But um, yeah, it, overall, Batman Beyond, just like I said, it, it's it's not it's not my version of the character. So the only reason it's it's 
<laughs> well, I say this high, um, is because of the stuff that is in there that I mentioned that sort of ties it into Batman the Animated Series. So I'm sorry, people, but people who listen to Holly Backcast shouldn't be surprised. Fair enough. You know, that that really makes me curious because I know that Jamie does really like this film. I wonder mm-hmm. where it would have wound up on his list. Yeah, I would like to hear Jamie's list at some point. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we can get him to post it. But anyway, Andy, what about your 21? Uh, I think I am joining you, Eric. I think the one you, you already brought this one up, The Killing Joke. Ah, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a hot take. I think we were all universally disappointed in this movie um, and we were looking forward to it. This should have been an easy home run. And it was so disappointing, um, first, because of the weird 30 minutes they added to the beginning that felt so tacked on and inconsequential and just bizarre um, mm-hmm. and the weird choices they made in that. And then even the killing joke portion where the work is already done for you that was even underwhelming. Like it was okay. There were, there were elements that were all right, but it just felt like, man, the storyboards were in the comic for you and you did it. A lot of those really great moments from the comic just didn't translate to big memorable moments in animation. And it was just disappointing, which is such a shame because it it should have been uh, one of the best. And I think it's one of the worst. Yeah. It's one I was, I was so looking forward to that movie. And I went to the theater, man. Oh. So did I. <laughs> yeah. I oh you all you guys made it. I didn't go to the theater. We didn't have uh, a fathom events anywhere near us when they were doing it. So but maybe I got out for the best. <laughs> Joe, uh what about you? Twenty one. Uh twenty one is the killing joke. Uh everything everyone's pretty much said. I was actually most excited for this movie because of the the prologue or the added 30 minutes. And that was what disappointed me the most. So yeah, that's uh, I don't dislike the actual killing joke adaptation as much as everyone else does. I'll rewatch that once in a while, but the film as a whole, I can't hold it any higher than this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, my 21 uh, is Batman mystery of the Batwoman. I, and I'll be honest with you. I think it's because I saw it. I've seen that movie one time and nothing in the movie stuck with me. Like I can barely remember any of the details. This is one that maybe it's, it's positioning on the list maybe because I need to watch it again. And I fully admit that. Um, I, the only thing I remember from it is that weird. Once again, that Bruce Tim fascination with, trying to hook up Bruce Wayne and, and Barbara Gordon. So yeah, it's, it's one of the, I don't remember very well. It's just not that memorable to me. And that's why it lands where it does. But moving on to the top 20, what cracked the top 20 for you, Brendan? Uh, my number 20 is the killing joke. Um, for sort of the same reasons you guys mentioned, like I take out the whole love story as, or, I don't even know if you call it a love story, but, you, you know, the whole Bruce Barbara thing. If, if you remove that, I think I understand what they were trying to do, which is make you give a shit about Barbara um, and give her some heroic moments before they cripple her. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for people who, who might not be familiar with the comics or don't have, you know, years and years and years of knowing what Barbara did and that this actually happened. So that part of it I get and I appreciate. And I actually quite like the story minus the, you know, the rooftop sex scene and everything. Um, and, and as for the killing joke, it, for me, it's kind of year one for Andy, like, I appreciate the comic, but I don't love the comic like other people do. Um, so yeah, the the adaptation part for me, and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more when I get to to year one. Um, I have a theory with that, and yeah, I, I yeah that was kind of my least favorite part of the the movie um, was the adaptation, and I quite enjoy the first part, except for yeah the 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 love story kind of crowbar in there. So it looks like we're all in a pretty similar place with that one then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, what what just made the top 20 for you? Um, this is one that hasn't come up yet. It's Superman Batman Apocalypse. And oh. I th- I think I have it as low as I have it just because I don't remember a damn thing about it. Um I have not revisited it at all. I, I have seen it, um, but there was just nothing memorable about it. And I remember it being more of a backdoor Supergirl pilot than really a great mm-hmm. Batman movie. Um, and so, yeah, I don't remember it being bad. I just don't remember much about it. So that's why that, I didn't. That's what working. that's what the comic is, too, though. Like it's it introduces Supergirl into that Batman Superman world. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember being bad. I just, again, don't remember much. So I couldn't. I couldn't put it much higher than this. Fair enough. Joe, number 20. Um, my number 20 is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. He, oh. And I mean, just kind of like what Andy said, it's it's I actually just rewatched it and it's still not very memorable to me. And it's more of a Superman story than a Batman story, which also is why I have it so low. Um, and. I'll I'll get into why I prefer Apocalypse over this once we, you know, once I get to that. But yeah, it's um I think I just have the Superman Batman movies a little lower just because they're not traditional Batman movies. Okay. Well, my number twenty is Batman versus Two Face, and I hope I'm not going to make enemies here. Uh, kind of like you said earlier, Andy. I so I've. I've never been the hugest fan of Batman 66. And I think the majority of the reason for it is I just didn't grow up with it. It it wasn't on TV all the time uh, like it was for a lot of you guys. And it just, I don't know, it, it never gripped me like it did some of those people who grew up with it before they saw any of the films or anything like that. So, which surprisingly, the other one we'll talk about in a little while, but this one, I don't know. It's just, it's it's like it was, it felt more rushed to me than the other film. It didn't seem quite as cohesive and I don't, I just didn't, it's not very memorable and that's why it ends up here for me. But moving right along, number 19, Brendan. Uh, My number 19 is Batman year one. And I say that as someone who is a fan of the comic, like, I read that in 2005 and that was what kind of brought me back into reading comics and, and back into this, you know, world of fandom and geekdom and Batman and stuff. So, uh, you know, the one, two punch of reading that and then going to see Batman begins, it's pretty much why I'm here. But 
in saying that, I think this and the killing joke are are an argument for why direct, like almost panel for panel adaptations don't necessarily work. And, mm-hmm. and you know, ones that we'll talk about later, like, you know, your Hushes, your Long Halloweens, um, Dark Knight Returns and stuff. Like the fact that when they change them up a little bit, I think that's when they work better. Um, and, you know, you would think as someone who loves the year one comic that I would love the animated movie, but it just doesn't translate. Um, it's not very exciting. Like I'd, I'd honestly rather just sit there and read the book. So yeah, a little bit disappointing, but, but yeah, that's why. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say that um, because like the reason I don't like it is just cause I don't love the source material, but I've even heard people go, Oh, I love the source material. And this was so faithful that it was boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard, so that, I've, as I've well. heard that before. Well, Andy, 19. What have you uh, got 19 there? is uh, Batman versus Robin. Okay. So there's sort of a little trilogy in here, which are Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin, and then Batman Bad Blood. And of those three, this is the one that I, um, you know, that, that made the least impression. But we're also now like at number 19, we've started entered the middle of the pack where everything is like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> all right yeah. <laughs> uh, uh and and so that's where i was like i don't hate it uh but like uh, again of, especially of the trilogy it's the one i am i i liked the least and it's the one i'm i'm least likely to put on but yeah it's it's okay well yeah in this area i'm kind of like i will re-watch any of these yes they may not be my favorites or anything but i i will definitely give these a rewatch. sure joe What's 19 for you? Uh, my 19 is Batman Gotham Knight. Uh, am I the highest on this one? Or I I think I so. Think so. I, yeah. I, I actually appreciate that I can put on like a different segment of this one. Like I remember really loving the Deadshot one. Um, I think there's a Killer Croc one that was really fun. Like So I, I really did. I was very excited for this when it came out. I completely agree with everybody that it is not connected to the Nolan stuff at all. But um, I, I do, I do like this one more than most. And uh, yeah, I guess I just like the, you know, the different, you know, versions of Batman within one movie, you know, as the little segments and stuff. So I can get more out of that and just kind of put it on in the background, watch a little 10 minute clip, something like that. I will say, and maybe this is a little bit extreme, I think that's the one Batman project I've seen where I thought Kevin Conroy wasn't right for yeah, this. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because it's and it's, you're using his voice for five different versions, which is a little odd. Well, I think yeah, he only and it's supposed to be Christian Bale as well. Right. It's it yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't uh-huh. blend. Yeah, that's a great point. So but my 19 is one that Andy just talked about, and that's kind of a trend going on here. Um, Superman Batman Apocalypse is my 19. And it's uh, I actually really, really like the storyline in the comics um, that goes with that Superman Batman title. I actually have the the uh, omnibus of that Superman Batman title. Really like it. And it's just this this one, like Andy said, it's kind of more of a Supergirl story than it is Superman and Batman. So... Yeah, for that reason, it just falls a little lower, but it's one that I actually really do enjoy. So, moving on to 18. Brendan? Uh, my 18 is Batman versus Two-Face. Um, look, I'll, I'll bit of a spoiler alert. Like, I have Return of the Cape Crusaders quite high 
in my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and this being a sequel to that movie, you'd think this one would be would be much higher as well. But I don't know if it was lightning in a bottle with the first one. Um, if it's the fact that it, it uses you know, the four main big bads from the TV series. So it was a huge shot of nostalgia. There's just there's just something that doesn't work as well with this one. Um, I mean, I don't really like um, their version of Two-Face. Like, Shatner was great as the voice and everything. I just think the way that they wrote the character and the way they changed it up just didn't work. But, yeah, I don't know. There's just, this one just doesn't, it doesn't hit like that first one did which was, I, I was really disappointed with this one. You know, what's funny about that, Brendan, is I think it was a genius idea to tie in Two-Face to that 66 world and to try to find uh, a that's way the thing, to do it that. Sh- it should work, but if it, there's yeah. just something about it that it just doesn't, like, from memory, I haven't read it in a long time, but from memory, the comic that they did using the unused script from the TV show, I think was much better. Um, but yeah, this one just... Mm, it was I, I was disappointed in this one the way that some of you guys were with um, Killing Joke. It just should have been a home run and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what about you, Andy? Number 18. Uh, so my number 19 was Batman versus Robin, and my number 18 is Son of Batman. So they're kind of <laughs> living in the same area here. Um, I remember liking Son of Batman just a tad more than Batman versus Robin. I, I remember liking the story, especially as a not a Damien fan. I remember thinking it was pretty good, and I remember liking Deathstroke in it. Um, so yeah, this is it's living in the middle because it's, it's, again, it's decent, but it's not one that I revisit a lot. And the ones I have higher are just ones I'm more likely to watch. Fair enough. Joe, 18. What you got? My 18 is Batman Bad Blood. Uh, again, we're in that middle of the road where it's fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it's a good Batman movie. But I think, like, you know, I think Brendan and Andy both said it's a, uh, you know, it's, or, did Andy, did you have this one yet or no? You have I have not, not talked about sorry. Bad Blood just so, yet. But Brenda so was, just throwing that out there. <laughs> so Brenda was saying that it's, you know, it's a Dick Grayson story uh, with him under the cowl, which I do appreciate. I think they just tried to fit too many storylines into this one movie. And I think it came out a little lacking of every one of them, in my opinion. So it was just kind of like, again, it was just fine. And I, I guess I wish I would have gotten more of it. I would have rather I'm done like a, just a straight up either Dick Grayson Batman or a straight up Batwoman movie. Okay. I forgot well, my number was in it. <laughs> and yeah. I think, I think she's, she's practically the lead in it. Yeah, I think, and that's what I think. I think the reason it's so low for me is it's like, um, oh, remember. is it because you hate lesbians? Is that why? No, yeah, that's, is that's, that's exactly why you're homophobe? right. That's exactly yep. right. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> cancel. I think it was, cancel. If, if it was Eric that said with, you know, Mystery of the Batwoman, like, it's, it's so low because you haven't seen it enough to rank it higher. And yeah. I, I honestly think that's the reason why with Bab. I honestly, I forgot Batwoman was even in it. So that goes to show, you know, how often I've seen it and how memorable it was. I mean, it's me. no Batman and Harley Quinn, hey? We're getting there. <laughs> Obvi- Obvi- <laughs> All right. Well, my number 18 is Batman versus Robin. So these films are coming up quite a bit here. And it's for the same reasons that, Pretty much everybody has already, or Andy at least, said about this one. It's just, yeah, it's just there. It's just one of those movies. It's not, it's not great, but it's not bad either. Um, it gets points for me because it has Damien in it, 
And I I do enjoy that we have a trilogy of Batman Damien movies because I'm a Damien apologist. But outside of the Damien aspect, it's just it's it's okay. I'm actually very surprised so. you have that that low with the Court of the Owls reference. It, oh, that's they, right. This was the Court of Owls. That's the first See, one that Eric they, has they, had that I'm the, like, wow. Yeah. Like you, normally, I can kind yeah. of see where he's going, but they squander it. But they yeah, because it's it. again, it's the, the point yeah. that Andy didn't even remember that the Court of Owls because were in they, this is why it's those three, those three do get kind of mixed up in my brain, yeah. and I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot this was the Court of Owls. They combined the Tomasi yep. run and the Snyder run with the Talons into one story, and it kind of yeah. a mixed bag. Yep. Yeah, they were trying to fit too much into the tri- the uh, the in-universe movies. I think at that point, and yeah, I, I obviously well, like it more than you guys, but I agree with what you're saying. Well, Joe, I mean, you know how much I love the Court of Owls, but they have, in my opinion, they have not been adapted well. Well, that's so probably far. why you have it lower so. than some, because you do have such a love for them that you were probably more disappointed than someone who really doesn't care that much. Right. Okay. Well, number 17, Brendan, what have you got my in number, that spot? My number 17 is Batman and Harley oh, Quinn. Oh, thank God. Um, oh, well. I thought we were going to have to wait longer. <laughs> it's... It's about damn time. <laughs> Look, I, I went to the cinema to see it. Um, I thought it was going to be a continuation of Batman the Animated Series. I was disappointed that it wasn't. But honestly, by the time the opening credits were playing, my brain kind of did that thing where it was like, oh, okay, that's not what this movie's going to be. This is going to be, they're just making a Batman comedy. So and I, for some reason, once my brain kind of made that switch, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I'm like, okay, your intention was never to make that movie that I wanted. Your intention was to make a Batman comedy movie. And, you know, there are Batman comedy movies out there. I mean, most of 66 is a comedy, let's be honest. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's, it. you know, the jokes are that. But they're not. It's not highbrow comedy. Like it is kind mm. of playing to the lowest common denominator. But I don't know. Like I find fart jokes funny. Sue me. Well, like, without <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I can see it. I I can watch it for what they were actually trying to do. And if I feel like just having a brainless, put some a Batman movie on in the background and have a bit of a chuckle, I can watch. I can watch this movie and enjoy it. Well, you know, there's. It was made for somebody, so I'm glad you get some enjoyment out of it. Look, it's not in my it, top ten, but but yeah, yeah I, I know, I, I know. I, I'm more forgiving than others. I think now that we ha- is it finally off. Now the board? that we have the Harley Quinn show, I think so. I think now okay. that we have the Harley Quinn show, that movie got worse for me because it was like, this is how not to do the Harley. Quinn yeah, because that's a and now the Harley yes. Quinn show is yeah, exactly that's a that's it. a good point actually. Yeah, yeah, like the Harley Quinn show is a better version of what they were going for with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, it's a great. All point. right. Andy, 17. Uh, 17, um, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Uh, It's one that I do enjoy. I think it's fun. Um, But yeah, I think that uh, I think it was Joe that said it is is it's 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 not higher because it's it's not that really a Batman movie. I mean, there are certain elements in it, but um, and the big robot at the end still I still shits me. But the rest of it, I think, is pretty fun. So it's (laughs) it's right here in the middle. Okay. Um, what about you, Joe? Number 17. My 17 is Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Uh, pretty much, you know, I, I have both of those pretty close. I prefer Apocalypse over Public Enemies. I do think Public Enemies is probably more of a Batman story, but I, 
I think this one, I just like the story better. I think even with the Supergirl stuff, I just I just prefer this story over the other one. But I, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the arbitrary middle ground here where uh, these this uh, list could change at any point, probably. Yeah. Well, my number seventeen is Son of Batman, and it's it's another one of those. It's like we've talked. I think we've beat it to death with this trilogy so far. But it's just yeah, they're they're perfectly fine. Um, they're mm-hmm. enjoyable watches, uh, and again, this one gets a little more points for me because I love seeing Damien become that that son and and being that rebellious little shit that you want to kill. But um, yeah, it's other than that, it's it's just okay. So once again, that's that's why it lands where it does. But let's move on to the number sixteen slot with Brendan's pick. Uh, my number sixteen, son of the Batman, and yeah, this one and my next one are kind of interchangeable because um, we're sort of like you know smack bang, sort of in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I can take it or leave it. It's not bad. It's not my favorite. It's not you know it. It is what it is, and people know I'm not. I'm not really a Damien fan. Um, but but these animated movies are actually you know are quite good, and I would rather. As much as he's a little turd, um, I'd rather sit down and watch, you know, a, one of these, say, 70, 80 minute movies and read a, a, a graphic novel of Damien. So, oh, that hurts my heart, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's not anything I haven't heard before. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm being uh, nice too because this. Oh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, number 16. I, I just real quick. I mean, I, I, Brendan was just alluding to it, but I do feel like these in this middle here, a lot of them are kind of interchangeable, and I almost don't have super strong feelings about any of them because they're all like, yeah, it was all right, you know, like, and and mm-hmm. so um, I just putting that out there of like of like yeah, like the order isn't even that important from like number say let's say number twelve to twenty, like those eight. I'm just like yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm rounding out the trilogy though, and I'm going to go with Batman Bad Blood, and I think I have it the highest, right? I think you guys have already all mentioned not, it. Not, yeah? not quite. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, it's my favorite of the, I guess let's call it the Batman Damian animated trilogy. Um, and it's my favorite because it's it's a bona fide Bat Family movie, and I certainly would like Bruce to be more prevalent in it, but. I do like those stories where Bruce is missing and the Bat family has to come together to fill this this huge hole in in Gotham. And that's what this movie is. And so I really have fun with it as far as a Bat family movie. And they incorporate a lot of of Batman's world. So, you know, it's still in the middle. I don't think it's it's the best thing ever, but I do think it's slightly underrated because it's one that I really enjoy uh, mm-hmm. because Batwoman and Nightwing and Robin and everything. So I I, I enjoy this one. Nice. I think I need to well, give this a rewatch after doing this ranking. Like, I, I feel bad kind of having it as low as I did, but yeah, I feel like I there's a, a few that I'm going to have to do that. that with. Yeah. Yeah. I actually put this one on before bed last night because going through these lists and planning for the episode, it was one that I was like, I remember liking that one. I'm going to put it on. So I watched, yeah, I watched like 15 minutes of it. But and the villain um, is the villain kind of good. like Bane, but not Bane from memory. Like, it's like a big hulking dude. Mm. Yeah, it's um the heretic. He's definitely in the beginning. So I saw him yeah. yesterday. Yeah, where he's like he, he is sort of a Bane esque character, but wearing more of a Batman mask. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I, think I need to revise this one. Right? 
or is that in the comic he's Leviathan? They give him a new name in the book. I mean, in the movie. I think he was Heretic, the heretic. That's right. You're right. Or something like that. It's a Damien that Claw. Rings the bell. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe. T- tell us what your number and sixteen. It's is. funny after you know, like like Andy was saying. Yeah, the, this part of the list, I have like almost nothing to say about the middle because I don't hate them. I don't love them. I have more to say about the ones I really hate. More to say about the ones I love. Uh, and you guys talking about Batman being blo- uh, bad blood. I have son of the Batman or son of Batman at 16. And I'm kind of like, I probably should have switched those two. Cause I really don't have a lot to say about son of Batman. Mm. I feel like I remember bad blood a lot more and probably do enjoy it more. But again, I'll, I'll stick with the list and go son of Batman for 16. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you can switch and it. We won't tell. Anybody. Again, it's... <laughs> I, I mean, guys, I've literally switched order yeah. as we're talking. Like, cause I'm like, Oh wait, you're right. That's a good point. Hold on. Let me swap <laughs> these two. So, <laughs> In real so time. To, <laughs> so go to our letterbox pages to see what the lists actually are. <laughs> uh, okay, see, this well, is why my... Andy and I can't work. He's so scared of commitment. Uh, I, I, well, I, I, you know, I felt that. Got to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number 16 is Batman Hush. Um, this was one that, again, kind of like um, mentioned earlier with the killing joke. This is one of my absolute favorite Batman stories. And I was really, really excited and looking forward to it. And I'm one that I don't even mind when they take swings to change stories, as long as they stick the landing. Uh, and for me, they just, the Riddler at the end of this movie is it's okay. I see what they were trying to do, but it's just not great. And I don't think it, it improves upon the story that's in the book. So if you change it and you make improvements, that's one thing. But I don't think that's what they did here. So that's why it falls outside the top 15 for me. But let's move into that top 15. So Brendan, in the 15 spot, what have you got? Is uh, Batman versus Robin. Um, and like, honestly, this and Son of Batman are kind of uh, are very interchangeable for me. Um, the reason I put this one just above it is I really like that Jeremy Sisto played talent. And the reason I say that is because I think Jeremy Sisto was a very underrated Batman voice uh, from when he was in, um, oh Christ, what's the Justice League one? New Frontier. Um, New Frontier. New Frontier. Thank you. For some reason, I was, my mind was saying Final Crisis, but yeah, New Frontier. Um, he, he didn't have a lot to do in that one as Batman, but what he did do worked really, really well. So to have him come back and and play Talon, you know, which is kind of, you know, I guess the, like the Night Owl version of sort of the new 52, like he's the mirror of Batman to to a degree, uh, I think works really, really well. So that's why it just edges out um, uh, Son of Batman. But overall, they're, they're, they're pretty interchangeable for me. Nice. I think you have that one the highest out of all of us. Possibly. All right, Andy, number 15. Number 15, I'm going to join you and talk about Batman Hush. Oh, nice. Much like The Killing Joke, I feel like this one should have been an an easy layup. Um, Mm -hmm. And what sucks is for the first two thirds of it, I do love it. I love the animation. I love the character designs. I like that it does harken back to the Jim Lee designs, but it's still within the world of the animated universe. There's a lot to like about this one. 
But that ending is some bullshit. Can I say bullshit on your show? Yeah, it's fine. That, I'll, you've already that, said I, shit once. So. Can, can I say it? That ending is some bullshit. And and to your point, like it seemed like they just changed it just to change it. Mm-hmm. Just and and it's and it's not better. It's worse in almost every regard. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it's just stupid as hell. So yeah, like this. Oh, if they'd have stuck the landing, this would have been probably in the top ten because of how much I like most of it but that ending oh man is is just god awful and and it's garbage and i don't have to stand for it it devalues hush so much the yeah. character of hush yeah it devalues both it devalues yep. hush and the riddler yeah and it's unnecessary but anyway it's so unnecessary <laughs> all right joe number 15. My 15 is batman return of the kid crusaders and it's not because i don't like this movie i think it's great i love that adam west and burt ward came back for it i think it really was lightning in the bottle i saw it in the movie theaters i was i i think it's such a great way to do that show in animation the only reason i have it as low as i do which again it's 15 i don't think that's that low i think we're in the the good part of these films by now I think it's just because if I want to watch the 66 show, I'm going to watch the 66 show. So, and I love the 66 show. So that's really mm-hmm. the only reason where, again, like we, we talk about Andy's rule, what am I going to put in um, if I want to watch a Batman show? I, I would prefer to watch just the 60 show than watch this movie. Again, I have it at 15. I think it's a lot of fun. I think they did a lot, really a lot of great stuff in taking all that love from the 60s show and cramming it into one movie, I think they did hit a home run with what they did. It's just not good enough to be higher for me. Well, I, what is it? Uh, I think you say it quite a bit. You, you make the reference, Andy, uh, Utah, give me two. Yeah. Because... <laughs> and Jamie too. We both, we yeah. both like that one. Give me two. So uh, yeah. Number 15 for me is Batman return of the Cape Crusaders. And uh, so just, to let everybody know, numbers 11 through 15, for me, they were all vying for for that number 10 spot. Like they could have, any mm. of these could have gotten in there. Um, I really, really liked this movie and it surprised me how much I liked it because I, as I've said before, I wasn't the biggest and am not the biggest fan of Batman 66 just because I don't have that familiarity with it. But I love it when somebody can take, you know, an homage uh, an adaptation of something so beloved and make it just knock it out of the park. And I think this was, this captured the tone of that show so well. And I had such a blast with it. So yeah, for that reason, um, that that's why this landed where it did not quite, not quite in the top 10, but like I said, any of these could have vied for that top 10 spot. I will just but, second that is like, yes, we're in this next batch. A mm-hmm. lot of these could have easily been in the top 10. So, number 14, Brendan. Uh, For me is Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. And I will say I love both the Superman and Batman movies. I think they're both really, really good. Um, The only reason this one is where it is and not higher is I don't like the animation (laughs) in this one. But, I mean, in saying that, I don't like the art of the of this run in the comics either uh and to their credit like they they took the art and they animated it it's just i don't like it particularly following um 
public enemies because I the art in that movie and the art in that comic I love. I think they're they're fantastic versions of those characters. Um, yeah, but story wise and stuff, I think it's really good. I just you know, public enemies is I'm going to watch every day of the week. You know, whereas Apocalypse, I might watch say once a month, and 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 that's purely because of the animation. I just I just can't get into it. It's it's a bit anime for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Well, what about you, Andy? Number 14. 14. Uh, this is where I have Batman Mystery of the Batwoman. I oh, enjoy wow. this movie. Oh, cool. um, it is certainly the least of the Batman the Animated Series movies, but I still think it's pretty good. I enjoy it. Uh, it's one that, you know, I revisit often enough and I always uh, it's it's easy to forget. But then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was good. It's solid. Um, so not going to change your life, but. I think it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And so, yeah, Mystery of the Batwoman. Well, I'm glad it's that high for you. So at least we had some representation for it. Uh, I haven't said it yet. That's true. That's right. Okay. Uh, I'm curious where it's going to end up. Well, Joe, what about you? Number four uh, for me, 14 is Batman Hush. And I'm actually surprised Andy had it as high as he did because I, I knew he wasn't crazy about it. And honestly, I, I'm the same way as you, Andy. I, the first two thirds are so good. And I even yeah. am okay with Riddler being hush in concept, but the execution was just so bad. I, I hate the fact that they, and I think you even said it in your, you know, review of it. They try to beat you over the head, literally saying that C lister about Riddler. And it's like, guys, you don't have to try to convince us he's a C lister just by saying it. He's not one. You could have just made him hush and been fine with it. Why did they have to like, I don't know. The execution was just really weird. Yeah, like like presenting this false narrative that the Riddler is like a bad villain. It's like, what the hell universe are you living on? The Riddler is one of the big like, four. Sorry about it. it. Just, like, if, yeah. if they found a good way to execute him being mm-hmm. hush, I could have gone with it. And I, I would have been fine with that in principle, but I just did not like the execution of it. And unfortunately it, it did sour me on the film because I, I love the, the whole Catwoman stuff at the beginning. And it, it was really good leading up to that point, but it is what it is. And it's, you know. I mean, you, you give the Riddler a carpet tool and he's going to bring the city to its knees. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy there, Mr. Batman and Harley Quinn and, you know, yeah. Lego Batman. Indeed. Indeed. I'm joking. I'm joking. So, so Brendan, you do know there's a kick, kick uh, participant out option on the Zencaster, right? <laughs> oh, is there? Uh, I want to see that. <laughs> I'm joking, and you all know I'm joking. I know, I know. Okay. Uh, oh, crap. Who are we on? Are you, we on? It should be you for 14, right? You. Yeah. yeah. Number 14 for me is Batman Year One. Um, and it's one of those that I have a lot of issues with it, like Andy has said, because it is it is the story the story straight out of the comics. I mean, it's, it's page to screen the same story and I have issues with, um, with the story itself. So I have those same issues with the movie and I do think it suffers from being just a little bit boring, but there's enough there that I really like the translation. I love that they, they made the art style so close to David Mazzucchelli's, um, and I, I don't know. I, I love the Gordon portions of the, of this story enough that it gets me past some of the other 
problems I have. So just as a, just as an adaptation, I think this one, this one gets higher marks for me, but still there's, there's a lot of issues I have that just keeps it out of the top 10. And I know this is a beloved movie. So yeah, that's, that's just where I fall on it. I will Um, say, I forgot to mention when I was talking about it and it is worth mm -hmm. mentioning Ben McKenzie as Batman in this is fantastic. And Brian Cranston as Gordon is really fan- like the voice cast in that movie is stellar. See, and for you me, know, Ben Ben McKenzie is one of my issues with it. Yeah, oh, really? I was just, See, about, I thought, to, I, I was just I thought, about to say that. I thought he was the weak link. Yeah. I thought for that version of Batman, I thought he was was pretty good. You're wrong. He wasn't. <laughs> I I get. I never hear Batman. When I hear him talk. And Do you know what it was? It sounded like he was trying too hard. Like he was yeah. trying to force it, you know, and it just didn't feel organic to me. Well, he was a better Batman than he was Gordon. I completely <laughs> put it that way. Oh, oh wow. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would disagree with that, too. Sorry. I'm, I'm with <laughs> yeah. Joe. I don't, I don't like Gotham either, but he was a good Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had a good Gordon and they had a good Alfred. That a great so. Alfred. Okay, well, um, Brendan, why don't you tell us what your number 13 is? Uh, my number 13 is Batman the Brave and the Bold and Scooby-Doo. Um, this movie is really, like, it's. this is one of those ones, it's better than it has any right to be. Um, I thought when I first watched it, it was going to be like some kitty fluff, and it's really not. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really, really good movie. Um Honestly, I think the only reason I haven't got this higher is because I haven't watched it in quite a while. But I know every time I do watch it, it's a hell of a good time. And it gets extra marks for me because it has the question in it. And I love hmm. the Vic Sage question. So, yeah, I really, really good time. Nice. What about you, Andy? Number 13. So I feel like this is, for me, this is the threshold where now we're into movies I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 14 mystery, of the Batwoman. that was the last one with that. I was like, I like it. This, this is starting the ones that I, I I'm really into. So my number 13, um, is kind of a great reflection. So we talked about year one and it's downfall being, it was a little too faithful where it's boring. And then we talk about something like hush where they change the whole ending unnecessarily and they're not faithful enough and they ruin the whole I, damn thing. I think I know where you're going. My number 13 is Gotham by Gaslight, which is yep. the perfect, mm. the perfect combination of faithful, but also new. Mm-hmm. It very much captures the spirit of the book and it captures the style of the book, which I, I really love the animation for that. But they incorporate a lot of new characters. They make changes and they certainly change the uh, identity of Jack the Ripper. But this time it works because of the way they set it up throughout the movie. And when that reveal happens, it certainly caught me by surprise, but I was like, no, I think I like that. It Mm -hmm. was a change that was made for the right reasons. And I think it made for a stronger story. I really like Gotham by Gaslight. And uh, yeah, for me, I really love how they were able to incorporate the style, the mood, the tone of the book, but still tell their own story using it, but being faithful where they needed to be. So I really like this one. There's a lot I want to say, but I can't yet. So. Okay, well, Joe, number 13. 13 for me is uh, nobody even noticed that I still hadn't said this, but for me, it's Batman vs. Robin. Uh, I I actually really enjoy this movie. Yeah, I, oh, wow. I really do. It's funny. After I watched it for the first time, 
I remember thinking it was kind of forgetful and I didn't go back to it for a long time. And then I don't know, years later I watched it and I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I remember. And I do watch this a lot now. I, I do prefer it over the other two. Um, yeah, I, it, you know, it gave me a good story and I know court of owls is kind of underserved in it, but I, I do appreciate the film and, and what it was trying to do, even though it's a little bit of a mixed bag with trying to do a couple storylines. I think it does the best job of intertwining those two stories that it could have done. I feel like there's going to be one movie on every person's list. That's just higher than everybody else. That's surprising. Cause I had forgotten that you hadn't mentioned that one yet. So, but that's cool. Um, my number 13 is Superman, Batman, public enemies. Um, this is a movie that like, like I said earlier, I really like that Superman, Batman, uh, run that they did. And I love the Ed Guinness art and, I think this is one of those movies because the Dark Knight Returns gets talked about all the time with how well they how well of a job they did with adapting uh, the the artist's art. I mean, they didn't do it, you know, one to one, but they did mm-hmm. a wonderful job adapting it. And I think the same can be said about this movie because they get so pitch perfect close to the the comic art that it just, it's almost like watching the comic come to life. And it's a, it's a story. I actually, I really love, you know, Batman and Superman going on this, you know, mission together to clear their names from president Lex. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's one that I get a a big kick out of. And like I said, I just enjoy that, that translation from art to screen. So, but Number 12, we're getting closer and closer to that top 10. So, Brendan, what is your number 12? Uh, my number 12 is Gotham by Gaslight. And it's pretty much for all the, the reasons that Andy said. Um, mm-hmm. I know I haven't said hush yet, <laughs> but I, I'll give my reasons for that in a, in a month, pretty soon, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I really like the changes. Um, I really like the additions. I just like, I mean, I like the look of the movie. Um, It's a really, really fun and entertaining watch. Uh, Yeah. I, I won't say anything else, um, but I'll come back to it very, very soon. Okay. That'll, it'll make sense very soon. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Well, then what is your number 12, Andy? My number 12, it's finally time for me to talk about Batman versus Two-Face. Oh, wow. Oh, I've forgotten you hadn't mentioned it yet. I like it. I like it more than all y'all, apparently. It's funny, behind the scenes, we were talking about this one, and it prompted me to rewatch it. I rewatched it the other day. And, um, I mean, I definitely agree with you guys. It's not as good as Return of the Cape Crusaders, and we, you know, offline, we talked about some of the reasons that probably is. I do feel mm-hmm. like with Return of the Cape Crusaders, they just were so excited. They're like, oh, we get to revisit the 60 series. They jam-packed it with everything they could ever want. And they didn't leave a lot on the table for the sequel for Batman versus Two-Face. But that being said, I still have a great time with Batman versus Two-Face. I think that Shatner is brilliant casting. It's brilliant casting because he could have played Two-Face in 1966. And the fact that he's still around and he gives a great performance. I love that even though it is the 60s version of Batman and Robin taking on Two-Face, who they never had in the show, they still find a way in this movie to incorporate the other characters, the other villains. I love that we get extended cameos from King Tut and the bookworm who I love as well. I like that they still incorporate the big four in the finale. Um, 
it's not as good as Return of the Cake Crusaders, but I'll be damned if I still didn't have a really good time with it. And uh, it also has that that final dedication to Adam West, which which gets me every mm. time. So I get it. It's not as good as the first, but I still like it a lot. I I think that's one that I really owe a rewatch because it's one that I it's another one that I I may have seen twice. So I, I really need to rewatch that one. And, and it may shift up in my list if I do. But Joe, what about you? At my number, number 12? 12 is the Lego Batman movie. Um, I, Ooh. as much, uh, as much crap as I gave Brendan, I kind of agree with what he said, just not to the same extent. Uh, I think Lego Batman works better in small doses uh, but I still had a lot of fun. I mean, me and you talked about it, Eric, earlier this year. I still had a lot of fun rewatching that and and thinking about it. And and the more I, the more I did watch it and think about all the stuff in it, I've really had a lot of fun with it. So again, it's 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 a little lower on my list than most people probably will have it. But I still I do appreciate that we have a you know a theatrical Lego Batman movie, and I, I think it's I still think it's pretty good. Okay. That's one I look forward to talking to, uh, talking talking about. Um, my number twelve is Batman: Bad Blood, and this is where th- this is where my Damien love does shine through a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I love that this is kind of a trilogy capper. I like that I have three films that I can watch as a whole, and it, it just I love it that the last one is the best one because that's that it doesn't always work out that way, but to me it does here. I, I really enjoy the Bat Family dynamic to the movie, and yeah, it's it's that it's that Damien edge that gets me. So, at number twelve is Batman: Bad Blood for me, and I think I'm the one that has that one the highest. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not mad at you. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Uh, number eleven, Brendan, the one that almost made the cut. Look, following on from what my number 12, Gotham by Gaslight, my number 11 is Hush. Um, and honestly, the only reason I put it above Gotham by Gaslight is because it's not an Elseworlds Batman. Um, mm-hmm. It's still set, you know, within, I guess, continuity of those, that sort of the new 52 run of movies. But it, it not so much that, but just more the fact that it's not Elseworlds. Um, it is more of a, a contemporary Batman story. I, I do agree with what you guys said with the, the finale and the reveal of the Riddler. It doesn't work as well as they wanted it to. It's bullshit. But I <laughs> I, I really love the first two thirds a hell of a lot. Um, yeah, but honestly, like I know we said sort of middle of the pack, like, you know, sort of 16, 17, we're interchangeable. To a degree, Hush and Gotham by Gaslight are interchangeable for me as well. But like I said, it, it just gets the edge because it, it's not an Elseworlds Batman story. And yeah, if the, if those two are sitting side by side, I'm, I'm probably going to reach for Hush, you know, just maybe a little bit more than, than Gotham by Gaslight. I can't quite agree with you, Brendan, but I respect it. Um, I don't know if Andy does, but. No, I, I totally, I actually, you know, for all joking aside, I totally get why you would grab Hush before Gotham by Gaslight. I do get it. 
and because honestly, you're right. It really Those first two thirds are thing. so good. They are, you know? yeah. and, and it's and it's very much like both feet firmly planted in the Batman mythos with the rogues gallery. And they all look great. And there's great action. There's great animation and there's great Batman Catwoman stuff. Like there's so much to like, so I get it. And then the ending is the ending. Yeah. I want that ending to be better every time I watch it. And it just never, never does. (laughs) But Andy, what is your number 11 just outside that top 10? Oh, so here's the thing. I, I'm still not even sure this shouldn't be number 10. I'm still on the <laughs> fence, but I'm, I'm going to commit uh, because, because I, Oh, I really like it. And I almost want it to be number 10. Um, it's the Batman versus Dracula. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I rip. What? Why is this funny? I don't know. Um, I really like this movie, but I, I'm the first one to mention it. So I guess I'm the only one who leaves it out of his tent. Um, <laughs> I, re- I really like this movie. It's so much fun. Um, you know, I do try to watch it during spooky season. I like this version of Dracula. Um, I have certainly warmed up to this Batman and I think it's a really good movie. I think it is underrated. I think over the the past few years though, more and more people have discovered it and appreciated it. I appreciate how gory and creepy it is. It's a good fall watch and, uh, so much fun. So yeah, I really love the Batman versus Dracula and yeah, I'm still like kind of mad at myself that it just didn't quite make the top 10. Mm. I can see where that would be tough. Um, Joe, what's your well, one that almost made it? I'm joining Andy in that this pains me, not the same movie, but it pains me to put this at 11. It's Batman and Mr. Freeze sub zero. And I love this movie. But oh, for wow. whatever reason, when I was doing the list, I just I don't rewatch it as much as my top ten, and that's really what it comes down to. And I don't know if it's because it's not even my favorite animated Mister Freeze thing to watch. That you know, like if I'm going to watch a Batman Mister Freeze thing, it's going to be Heart of Ice. So, which isn't fair to this movie mm-hmm. at all. But that's kind of where I have it, just because I. I just don't find myself rewatching it as much as I probably should because it is such a great animated movie. It's it's overshadowed by, you know, the obvious, you know, other animated films that most of us are going to have in our top 5. But <laughs> Mystery <laughs> yes. of the Batwoman. <laughs> it's it's a shame <laughs> that I have it this low and it like I I rearranged my list a few times to try to see like what to and I could easily have it at 10 looking at my number 10. I, I don't uh, it's tough, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with number eleven. I completely expected that to be. I'm mad at myself 10. now, looking at my list. <laughs> so, but it is what it is. We'll we'll just I'll, I'll lock it in. But I'll I respect you for sticking I'm looking to at it. my ten and going. Ah, I should have made that eleven. <laughs> well, my number eleven, and this was one that, like when I was making the list, I knew this was going to be close, and it just fought number ten tooth and nail, and, and this is just. Again, it's one of those you could interchange it, but uh, it Scooby Doo and Batman: The Brave and the Bold is my number eleven. It just missed the cut, but it's not any fault of the movie itself because it is a ton of fun. Um, super, super fan of Scooby Doo as a kid growing up, and of course, obviously, we all love Batman. So those worlds just mashing together was was a blast, and I actually really liked. As Brendan said, I love the inclusion of uh the the question 
in this film because it very much they could have done the brave and the bold where Scooby Doo was that other brave and the bold, you know, teaming with Batman. But no, they stuck to what they did in the show and they had another hero in there. And yeah, I, I really, really love this one. So it, I regrettably don't have it in my top 10, but it just, just missed a cut. How the question so. never showed up in the Arrowverse is beyond me. Hey, some of the characters they pulled in and the question was right there. You know, I didn't make it far enough into the Arrowverse to, to really, but yeah, I think he, the question could have been a good addition. They, they never brought in Blue Devil either, which was also a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Well, Blue Devil was in Swamp Thing. At least Blue Devil got some at representation. That, yes. I, yeah. I at yeah. least got a live action Blue Devil. The for, question, I'm, you know, I'm still hanging out. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, Madonna kind of played him in Dick Tracy in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, like, if you did, like, just a, a, almost like a Watchmen, like, just a one-off six-episode you know, R-rated HBO Max TV series, the question would be ideal for that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But all right, guys, we have uh, we have made it to... The, we've made it to the top 10. So we are going to cover 10 through 5, and then we're moving over to Holy Batcast. So guys, are you ready to crack into the top 10? Yes. <laughs> Brendan. Let's start with you. What is your number 10? Um, I think I've got this the highest. And and my number 10 is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Uh, I really, really like Batman and Superman together. Um, and because, you know, we've excluded the Justice League movies from this list. Um, because, you know, I, I would reach for some of those Justice League ones if I'm in the mood for seeing some Batman and Superman together in animation. Um, but that's not to take away from from Superman, Bat- Batman, Public Enemies, because I really like the comic run. Um, I really like the movie. I love the way they translated the both. I love the way they translated the artwork. Uh, I, I really do like this story with these two characters. And I, I had to have some Superman and Batman together in my top 10. And the fact that I only had those two to choose from, it, it is Public Enemies, but like I said, that's not to take away from this movie because it is it is a very solid um, Batman Superman story. Well, I'm really glad that this one made somebody's top ten because it does give us an opportunity to talk about it just a tiny bit more. And yeah, Brendan, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you want a fun Superman Batman movie, this is this is it. I mean, there's the whole movie is them together. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, not, it's, it's you know, a buddy movie. Really? It is. It is. It's, it's like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. And there's, there's no, you know, it's not one of those where it's pitting Batman against Superman, which we get quite a bit. It's actually, you know, Clark and Bruce as friends going through this together. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a blast. And I think you, you said it, Eric talking about how they were able to translate the art style. And I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that point. I think that was a great point. Cause it, it's such a unique art style. Mm hmm. It's good. I love it. Very, very cartoony, but not in a bad way, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Andy, it is your turn for number 10. All right, my number 10, uh, the Lego Batman movie. Nice. I, uh, I, I really love the Lego Batman movie. I don't think it's perfect. It's why it's 10, uh, but... I really enjoy it every time I pop it in. I think it's hilarious. I love how much of uh, 
of Batman's world and the DC universe they have fun with in it. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it is another Batman comedy that I think is funnier than, <laughs> than uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, and I, I like what it has to say about Batman, you know, starting to build his bat family. You know, it's, it's certainly a very goofy version of Robin, but I think that the story they want to tell between Batman and Robin and the Batman and, and the Joker are still very applicable to any version of Batman and those characters uh, and, and Batman learning to open himself up and grow. And then man, just, talk about a movie that packs in more homages to Batman's history than you can even imagine. It's the Lego Batman movie. Um, maybe it overstays its welcome a tiny bit, but at the end of the day, I still really like it and I, I love popping it in and I think the animation is pretty stunning. So yeah, I really like the Lego Batman movie. Well, I do too. And I'm going to jump in here because uh, the Lego Batman movie is also my number 10. So we're simpatico there. There. Andy. All right. Yeah, this one, I agree. It's it, <laughs> it knew the assignment, I think, yes. yeah. which to me, Batman and Harley Quinn did not like they knew they wanted to be funny, but they didn't know how to get there. Uh, for me, the the Lego Batman movie, it we just covered it uh, about yeah, what, like two that. months ago, Joe. And yeah, this movie just it, it makes me cackle with laughter every time I watch it. And I, I just enjoy it so much. Uh, Will Arnett he knew exactly what he needed to do with this version of Batman. He nailed it. Um, I think I absolutely. And he should be, I mean, Batman should be your favorite part of a Batman movie. And he is for me. I love the, the, the petulant child that he sometimes is as Bruce Wayne and Batman. And yeah, it only fits this world. (laughs) Yeah. But see, for me, it's, it it only fits this world, but in this world, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So, okay, well, 10 uh, for me and Andy is the Lego Batman movie. What about you, Joe? What's your number number 10? And this might be lower than most people um, would have it. Uh, I have Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Um, Yeah, well. It's not as low as I had it. You're a different breed. (laughs) So don't worry. (laughs) I I don't want to be associated with you. (laughs) No, um, I, I honestly love the movie. I it's what got me into Batman beyond at all. I never had any interest in watching this movie and then everyone just kept saying, no, you got to give it a shot. You got to give it a shot. And I had never seen an episode of Batman beyond. I had no interest at all. And then this movie, it did kind of blow me away. And I, you know, I, I keep giving Brendan crap again for Batman beyond and all that, but I, I'm not really that big of a fan of Batman beyond either. Um, so that's why I think this movie surprised me as much as it did is because I, I will watch this movie a lot, but I still, it does have that Batman beyond, you know, for lack of a better term, stigma for me, where like, if I'm going to watch a Batman movie, I'd prefer not to watch Batman mm-hmm. beyond. I prefer to watch something else. But the fact that I have a Batman beyond movie in my top 10 is really cool because that means it did a lot to win me over. Nice. Well, I'm you know, not I, to- I always thought I wasn't a very big Batman Beyond fan. And then I met Brendan. And I'm like, oh, it turns out I'm a bigger fan than I thought. <laughs> True. Yeah, I am. I'm not quite ready to talk about this one yet. He's the youngest one on the podcast. So, yeah, so. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, should we just move on? Let's move on. OK, then number nine, Brendan. Okay, I will just preface this by saying the only reason this isn't higher is because I think 
I need some more time with it. Um, and that is The Long Halloween. I really, really like the two. When we're, obviously, we're combining the two two parts into one film. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. It made my top 10 for movies overall last year. Um, I think the, the only reason I put it at nine is because I'm like, am I wanting to put it higher because it's it's kind of the new toy, if you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I think I didn't want to sort of have rose-coloured glasses on and putting it higher. Um, not to say that it doesn't deserve it, but I just think because the the ones that follow I've sat with for some of them, you know, 20 plus years and they have a special place in my heart. Um, whereas this one's not quite there yet because it's still, it's still so new, but it, it's a bloody good adaptation of those, those stories. Um, they didn't try and adapt the artwork, which nothing against Tim Sale, you know, God rest his soul. Um, I think, I think if they had have tried to do the artwork, it might've been to the movie's detriment. Um, mm. I really like the style that they gave us. And the fact that they did, it is kind of, um, you know, they've put it in continuity with the new, you know, post new 52 continuity of the animated movies. Um, and if this is the Batman we're going to get in the, the in continuity movies moving forward, I'm all for it. Um, I loved the, the artwork. Like I love the art of Batman. Um, I love Jensen Ackles doing Batman's voice, you know, it, it it's a really solid bat like two part batman movie it's 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 really bloody good yep um not ready to talk about this one either <laughs> well let me jump in cuz my number 9 is the long halloween uh, nice go. <laughs> we'll go for it so just insert the ben affleck gif of i agree Okay. <laughs> I pretty much, uh, pretty much everything that, that Brendan said. I'm with you on this. I, I really do love this one. Um, I had my nitpicks. Um, I still don't understand why they didn't have more of a score. That still uh, annoys me a bit. But I really liked the style they used. Um, yeah, again, I know that there's some purists who were mad they didn't try to do Tim Sale, but. Um, that aside, I love the animation and the art style in this movie. I think everybody looks great. I think that they adapt the story very effectively. It's another one where they certainly tweaked the ending, but I it doesn't bother me. I think that they did it in a way that makes sense, and, and I think that it, it gels well with the overall story. Yeah, I think this is a really great one, and uh, you know, I... I'm pretty happy with it at number nine because as I'm looking at the rest of my top 10, I'm like, yeah, this feels like the right place for it. But um, it is one of, if not my favorite Batman story. And I think that the animated version uh, did it justice and in some ways elevated it, not in all ways, but in some ways. And so I think that it's a really great one and uh, I will be a sucker and buy the special edition that combines the two because uh, they always get me, but that's okay. Um, yeah, they, they took a very ambitious and a very uh, dense material and uh, put together two really good movies that I really enjoy. I'd be curious and to apparent- see where this ends up in a few years' time when I've had some more time with it too. It, mm-hmm. it, it could mm-hmm. very well become top five. Well, and apparently there's going to be some scenes added to the deluxe edition. They said that, but they also said that with like the death and return of Superman. And that was right. BS. Like, I think like, like, you know, it was, it was like a, a title card that was added. Or so it was well, like, I was like, that's not new footage. So, what's, so I'm what's not really holding my weird breath, is They actually said hope- mature content. 
It said added mature content. Huh. I don't know what that could mean. Like, so very odd marketing. Interesting. <laughs> like, why would they go out of their way to say that? But yeah, I'm I'm with you with like the added material. I, you know, Return of uh, Superman or Return of uh, Death of Return of Superman. Yeah, like I, it almost seemed like the added content was just the extra credits, the post credit scenes, like mixed into the movie. I don't, I don't even remember. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those where I, I it's not quite a home run for me. Like, I, I don't think they nailed everything, but man, it came close. And for that, I still really love it. Nice. All right, Joe. Well, where are you at with your My number nine? nine is Batman year one. I understand oh, wow. every reason mm. that you guys have had it lower. I... And even to Andy's point of how like he's not a fan of the comic book, I really love the comic book. I agree with the parts that Andy doesn't like, but it doesn't bother me for some reason. Like I just love that book, and I do agree. Like Batman Begins took the best parts of Year One and made it the film. And I, you know, me and Eric even said that when we were covering the book and covering the the film. But I, for some reason, I just love the film. I. I will rewatch it a lot. I think it because it is such a straight adaptation. It's almost like a comfort watch for me. I know what I'm getting. It is what it is. I know people complain it's boring for that, but I, I it just I don't know. It it gives me that like just calm feeling of watching it. And I will say my nitpick of the film has always been Ben McKenzie as Batman. It does seem a little uh, I don't know if the word is stale or just. He seems almost like he's reading, but it doesn't, mm. mm-hmm. I guess because of the way year one is told, I forgive it because it's like a new Batman. It's an early Batman and it's just kind of, I just go with it. But I do, I do think he is the weak point of the film, unfortunately. And I, I like Ben McKenzie as an actor. I like him as Gordon, but I just think it was a little odd as Batman. But again, it's still, I, I do really like the movie. I think the short runtime helps a lot too. It's only like 65 minutes or something. So I, I watch it a lot. Well, yeah, I'll just say, I even though the, like I had it very low and I, I was afraid that was going to be controversial, but um, I'm glad that it's in somebody's top 10 because, you know, not to give anything away, but as far as the listener voting, a lot of people really like this one. So I'm glad that you're okay, there yeah, to represent I didn't even look them. At the listener votes. That's, that's no surprise. Yeah. That's, that doesn't surprise me one bit just because of, I mean, whether you whether you love it or hate it, there's no denying that year one is an iconic Batman story. And yeah, so I, I'm not surprised that it ended up in a lot of fan top tens. And it's one that it just it wanted to be in my top ten, but I just couldn't put it there. So but yeah, and the, the Ben McKenzie thing, you know, I thought about this recently and I know you guys are going to scoff at at my mention of the Batman. But um, upon watching the Batman again. Robert Pattinson does something where with his voice where he's going for kind of a morose kind of disconnected thing, which I think Ben McKenzie was trying to do too. I just think one kind of pulls it off and one doesn't, if that makes sense. So, but anyway, that's, that's, that's where I am there. Um, Okay. Well, my number nine is Batman and Mr. Freeze sub zero. Um, This to me, I mean, it's, 
it's pretty close in my opinion to the, and it's the reason it made the top 10 to the quality that they found in Batman mask of the phantasm. This movie is just, it's, it's Batman, the animated series, just bigger and better. And I love the Mr. Freeze storyline all the way through the series and even the stuff with him in Batman beyond. And I love that this is a connected, this is connected tissue to that, to that Batman, the animated series story with Mr. Freeze. And I think they just, the, the, the animation's beautiful. The story's wonderful. And Mr. Freeze has polar bears. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> so yeah. yeah so n- number nine, I absolutely, <laughs> I don't think anybody else is going to talk about it yet. Um, but I love this movie. Absolutely love it. Are we ready to move to number eight? Yeah, Joe already yeah, had it. Yeah, I had it at 11. That was out yeah. of Joe's top I think, 10. I think yeah. Joe had it just okay. outside the top 10. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Just trying to keep track. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> number eight, Brendan. What is My your number, number eight? My number eight is the Batman versus Dracula. Um, I mean, I don't really know what I can say. I, I love this movie. Uh, I love the animated series that it's, you know, set in. That we're like, never reviewing on Hoyback. We <laughs> <laughs> um, have to do it one day <laughs> as long as the show we don't, runs. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> we don't we'll have to do the podcast. It's okay. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, every, I think I said this when we reviewed it on the show. Oh, sorry, when we did the commentary on the show last year is every time I sit down and watch this movie, and I do watch it every year as part of my Scarathon, I forget how bloody gruesome it is. And I say bloody, no yeah. pun intended, but it's mm-hmm. it's very bloody. Um, the way the the rating that it has is is quite surprising. It, you almost think it should be uh, higher, but yeah, it's, I mean, the thought of a Batman and Dracula story when this movie, when I heard it was coming out and I was, I was watching, you know, the Batman uh, weekly with my little brother because he was that age and this was kind of his Batman the Animated Series. Um, I, I was like, oh, I don't know, Batman and Dracula, okay. Like, mm, I'll give it a shot. I loved it <laughs> from the first time I saw it. It, it is a really good and, good and different. There's no other Batman movie out there like this. And mm-hmm. that's a really, like, it's a big tick in the plus column for it. Um, yeah. Love it. Fantastic movie. Very nice. Um, I can't talk about this one yet either. So anybody else? I I already talked about it, but but you did. I agree. You know, it's it's at eleven and and it oh I, I it's still maybe tomorrow might be in the top ten because I, I love it too. I think I watched that movie before I ever watched yeah, the I series. If I think it was, it was my introduction to the series. I did as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if it was October, this list can be completely different. <laughs> um, okay, well, Andy, what is your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. So I kind of sort of already talked about it with Batman versus Two-Face, but this is just such a wonderful love letter to the 60s version of Batman. Uh, I'm so grateful that they did it when they did so they could still get... Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather all involved. Um, it, it's, it's just so fun. Um, it certainly captures the spirit of that. They have so much fun with it, making references to the series, having fun with the tropes. Um, 
yeah, just celebrating that world. Um, it still is bizarre to me that some of the details are off, but I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Um, but that is a minor nitpick, which in an otherwise just a really fun and happy and, and easy to watch celebration of Batman 66. So I'm so glad that the planets aligned, that this was able to happen and the sequel, because I do love that version of Batman. And I'm glad that Adam West and Burt Ward got to, to at least metaphorically put on the tights one last time for uh, both movies, but especially this one. Andy, when you when you talk about the details, are you talking about like the the Batmobile coming yeah, out the wrong way and yeah, the mustache on Alfred and things like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Was there rights issues with Fox That's, at the time? All of that should have been worked out by the time this came out, but that's the only explanation I can think of. Is there are certain things like they didn't have uh, the likeness for Alan Napier cleared, so they had to put a mustache on Alfred. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what elements like they would have had to pay for. Or I don't know. So that's my guess is there were certain things they had to tweak in order to avoid legal issues. Um, same thing with yeah, Commissioner Gordon. I think they yeah, threw they a mustache did. on him too, didn't they? So, yeah, but like, yeah, like the Batmobile goes the wrong way out the, the Batcave, but the Batcave still looks pretty much like the one from the show. So, yeah, it's weird that they just there were just certain things that they changed. Um, you know, police headquarters look different. So well, I don't know. It was would, just some weird you would stuff think like if that. they could use the Batmobile and the suits, yeah. then they they yeah. wouldn't have to go the wrong way out of it. It's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, Either exactly. Way. So just things like that, where when you're a big fan of the original series, and this is a celebration of that original series, when they change something, you go, well, why? Yeah. Well, Joe, Not ready to I talk think- about it yet. <laughs> I didn't figure. So, uh, Joe, that brings us to number your eight number eight. Scooby Doo and Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I, I, I was weird with this one is I've I've only watched it a few times, but man, I loved it. And I grew up with Batman versus uh, Batman and Scooby Doo. You know that the movie from, you know, what was it? The uh, did that come out in the eighties or the nineties? I, I don't even remember when that came out. Might have even it might have even been the seventies. Oh, it was I, before that. I had the VHS, I guess, when I was you know you know, four years old, whatever it was. And I, I used to watch that on TV all the time. And this just kind of brought me back to that and, and incorporating the brave and the bold aspect with Diedrich Bader. And it, it's just a fun movie. I, I, I do regret not watching it more. I think I've only seen it twice, but that's, that's how much of an impression it had on me is that I have it this high and, and I've only seen it, you know, maybe three times max, but it's just such a fun movie. It's really, you know, to, to combine those two things randomly again, like after all these years, I think it was such a, uh, just a smart move and, and really just inspired to bring back brave and the bold after all these years too. Like that seems so random to me, but it worked so well. Yeah. That's, I can't say much more than I already said about just how fun this movie is. And it, it does, it tugs on nostalgia so much because it, you know, of course, Batman, the brave and the bold is very much similar to that style of 66 Batman. And I mean, who didn't love Scooby-Doo? So I'm with you on that one. It's just a wonderful movie. Are you the one? Are you, do you have this the highest or has somebody else not mentioned this one yet? I, I haven't mentioned I'm it. I say Andy hasn't oh, mentioned it yet. Okay. So we can't go into it too much more. Um, but okay. All right. We'll leave it there and go to my number eight. And that is Batman Gotham by Gaslight. And very much like has been said before about this movie, 
Um, I think this is one of the rare exceptions where it takes a good story in comics and, and the, the storyline in the movie just makes it even better. Um, I think, it, I think the ending is very much improved in this movie. I love the twist. It was one that I was not expecting. And whereas again, the twist in Batman hush just did not work for me. And it took me out of the movie. The twist in this one added to my experience and I, I just love that gothic horror vibe that this movie has and, and the fog and, and the, the Victorian Gotham streets and Jack the Ripper. I, I just love that it's almost it's similar to that Batman versus Dracula Halloween feel to this movie. So that's that gets automatic points for me. But at number eight, it's uh, it's Gotham by Gaslight for me. I'm not ready to talk about this shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I think it's already been brought up by Andy. Did you already have it? Yes. I think me and Brendan both had it, but yeah, I, I've already I had agree it. with you. I think it's great. Awesome. All right. Well, moving on to our number sevens. Uh, Brendan, what is your number seven? Number seven for me is the first of the three Batman, the animated series movies. And that is mystery of the Batwoman. Um, I mean, it's no surprise. It's not, look, it's no, su- <laughs> it's no surprise. The Lego Batman movie number 24. <laughs> he still hasn't said Batman. My Harley favorite Quinn. version of Batman. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite version of Batman is Batman the Animated Series. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that, you know, the three movies set in that world are going to be in my top 10. You know, this is obviously the weaker of the three, but it's still a really good Batman the Animated Series, you know, feature-length movie. I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, you know, the first time I watched it, I, I didn't know the twist. I thought that was really quite clever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it, I, I like the fact that it does use sort of a different combination of villains too. Uh, you know, with uh, with Penguin and Bane, like they're two characters that you don't often see working in tandem together. Uh, I, I liked that version of Batwoman. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I, you know, this was before the Batwoman of the comics that we know today. Uh, I, I still maintain that the, um, I can't remember the character's name now, but she was obviously meant to be Halle Berry. The way she's drawn, oh, yeah. and the fact that it came mm-hmm. out in like two thousand and four, like she's definitely Halle Berry. Um, it's got a banger song in it that bet you never, you know. Oh God, that, yes, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a really good song. Um, I've got it in my DC playlist on Spotify. It's, <laughs> I look, I yeah, it. I really do enjoy this movie. It's 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 a fun Batman the animated series movie, and if something's Batman the animated series, you've got me hook, line, and sinker. Nice. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised it made a top 10 or anybody's top 10, but that's not a bad thing. Cause again, and every, every one of these movies is probably high up on a list for somebody. So it's good that it's got that. I don't even remember Bane being in this movie. Yeah. I've got to rewatch it too. And I, I think I said that when I ranked it, it's one that I just haven't, I think I saw it once. So it's probably when we reviewed it on Holly Backcast. <laughs> I think that yeah, was my last time, time I watched it. watching it, yeah. and I still don't remember much about it, unfortunately. I, so. I probably watch it at least once a year. Wow, really? Yeah, I really like it. It's Batman the Animated Series. Obviously. Like, like, well, awesome. <laughs> <you know. laughs> All right. Well, Andy, that brings us to your number seven. 
number seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. My number seven is Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Um, I mean, much like you guys said, I'm (laughs) number seven. Um, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest Batman Beyond fan, but I, I like it well enough. Um, as you know, going through the series on Holy Batcast, but this is still a great movie. This is a really great movie. And I think it's, it's one of one of problem. No, I think it's the best thing to come out of Batman Beyond. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great way of, um, having a Batman Beyond movie. I love that they left the Joker out of the series so they could have this movie. It's certainly a great hook for this movie. I love the backstory. I love the solution to the mystery. I love the Joker's gang in this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the show has its ups and downs with creating memorable new villains. And yet the Joker's gang in this, they are all memorable and they are all cool and they're all very well designed. And it's a great Batman story. It's a great Robin story. The flashback sequence, I think, is an all-timer. Um, and for potential endings to Batman's story, I think this is a really a really great one, a really intriguing one. I think the animation is very good, too. Um, so, yeah, I just think this is a great animated movie, and I think that it is the best of Batman Beyond. And the fact that they tie it so closely with the animated series is just a bonus. So I really love this one, too. Well, I... I still can't talk about this one. So that's okay. <laughs> so we'll move on to Joe's number seven. My number seven is Batman the Long Halloween. Uh, I think I've only seen it twice since it came out because it is so long. But man, I did have a blast with it. And I think if it was shorter, I'd probably rewatch it much more. Um, I'm looking forward to the deluxe version. I think once that comes out, I'll really be able to assess it. But I, I mean, this could easily break my top five eventually, but I, I think there were some things that I, I miss from the book in the film, which is, again, we talk about the adaptation process is is so tough because they removed stuff and added stuff that I don't think was necessary, but they, it's still like trying to grade it as it is. I think it's a really good movie trying to, you know, distance myself from my love of the comic because when we fault so many of these movies for not doing something different or doing something that's so different that it's terrible. I think this did the right balance of changing it up, but still being faithful, but there are still just a little, you know, some things I wasn't crazy about or some things I missed, but I still think as a film by itself, without all that other stuff, I think it's really good. And I'm looking forward to eventually finally revisiting it as a you know three-hour film, which I, I that might be a hot take. I don't think it needed to be three hours because I think they padded it maybe a little too much. And I don't know. It's hard because I feel like they took some stuff out but added things that I don't think were necessary, were, were necessary, but, but I still really <laughs> like it. I think they, they definitely, you know, swung for the fences with this one, making it a two-parter, making it as long as it is like they made it a two-parter, but made it a long two-parter too. It wasn't like they just settled for making it, you know, two 65, 70 minute parts. So I do really like it. I like the animation. I think, I think if they did try to adapt Tim's sale, I think it would have came off as almost like a, a weird motion comic as opposed to an animated film. I don't, I don't know how his art would really translate in motion very well. So I liked that they just did their own thing, even though I do love Tim sales art, 
but uh, yeah, I, I, I really like this film and, and this could easily move up, you know, after a few more rewatches. Excellent. Um, well, <clears throat> it's another one I'm not quite ready to talk about. So I will move on to my number seven and that is the Batman versus Dracula. And what I love about this movie so much is that I have, I have a Batman movie I can watch during spooky season. And you know, why aren't there more? What the hell? It drives me crazy that there, there should be more. And it's sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but but yeah, you're good. You're good. Cause that's exactly what I'm thinking. I would love to have more of these because it's, and it's, it's, I think Brendan said it earlier. It's surprising every time you watch it, how far they go with some Mm -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. I, that scene in the morgue, or the blood bank, excuse me, where the Joker oh, is yeah. just attacking those bags of blood. It, it stuns me every time I watch this movie. And I enjoy it so much. I think they they nailed the creepy atmosphere of, of Batman's world plus Dracula's world just colliding. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, Halloween time movie that I watch once a year, at least. So, yeah, that's why it is pretty high in my top ten. Anybody else on talk this about one. it? I'm actually surprised Brendan had it. I'm surprised oh, Brendan had good. it as low as he did. I was expecting Brendan to have it higher than any of us. I expected it to be in Brendan's top five. Look, there's three. There's three Batman the Animated Series movies <laughs> in my top ten. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, you know, as much as I love the Batman, Batman the Animated Series is always going to sit higher than than that. Got it. Well, that brings us to our final pick for this particular episode. So let's get into our number sixes. Brendan, what's the one that almost cracked the top five for you? Uh, My number six is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, let's talk about it together because that's my number six as well. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyone else? (laughs) Um. I mean, look, it's got a special place for, for us, I guess, because it's the first time we podcasted together. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Um, look, I I haven't watched it in, in a little while, actually. Um, but I just remember, in some ways, this is another movie that had, it was better than it had any right to be. Like, it could have gone really, really bad, but it didn't. And you could just tell it was made by fans of both franchises. Um, there were things that happened in this, like just little things that happened in this movie that were, that were nods to the, the 1990 live action um, turtles movie. Some the, the, some of the fight scenes between Batman and shredder are just unbelievably oh, they're good. They're yeah. so good. You know, the, the humor and, and stuff between the bat family and, the turtles is great. Um, the, the the interplay between Alfred and Mikey is hilarious. It, it's such a damn good movie, and for a kid who, you know, in in nineteen eighty nine, I was five years old, and I was all about Batman. And in nineteen ninety, I was six years old, and I was all about the Ninja Turtles. And mm-hmm. You know, if you'd have told me back then that there was going to be a movie one day that combined those two franchises together, my little six-year-old head would have exploded. Um, 
Because, yeah, like, for me, it's growing up, like, as much as Batman was sort of the predominant one, like, my fandoms used to sort of change a bit depending, you know, like, 89, it was all Batman. But then in 1990, Turtles hit here in Australia, and it was all Turtles. And, you mm-hmm. know, and sort of it was Turtles through to 91 because you had the second movie come out, you know, just that one year apart. But then 92, it Batman hit, you know, hit big again because of, you know, Batman Returns and then Batman the Animated Series and then it just kind of continued. But Turtles was always present as a kid and, and growing up. Like I've, I've always, I've seen every damn Turtles movie on the big screen. I, I love both franchises. And yeah, the fact that this movie works as well as it does makes me so happy because damn it's a fun watch and it you know it ticks off both of my fandoms in a big way i, I still wish how well this that movie worked i really want them to do the ninja turtles ghostbusters crossover as an animated movie i know it's not warner brothers but if they can do that with batman i i really want nickelodeon and sony to try and do the turtles and ghostbusters crossover because if if it's half as good as this batman one is that's going to be a good time as well yeah, if they can get Batman, if they can get WB and Nickelodeon to work together, I think Sony and Nickelodeon can do it. But yeah, this movie will always, always have a sentimental place for me because I mean, this it's the first thing I ever podcasted about. So I'll always remember that. And thank you, Andy, for inviting me on that episode because <laughs> it started a, a long journey. Um, but uh, yeah, I and and luckily enough. I got invited to do this movie and it was a really good one that I, I actually really love. So yeah, it's been, it's been one that I revisit at least once a year, kind of like the Batman versus Dracula. And it's just another one of those nods to my childhood. Cause I, it was Ninja Turtles. It was, I, I had loves like power Rangers briefly when I was a kid, but it was nothing like Batman and Ninja Turtles. I mean, they were the constant. So to have those two mixed into a movie together and it works so well. And to Brendan's point, I mean, some of the fights are fantastic. I mean, sometimes I think that gets lost in an animated film, but that shredder and Batman fight is badass. So yeah, it's, it's one that I just love so much and I look forward to seeing again and again. And uh, that, that's why I, I, it, this one almost ended up in the top five and it almost ended up pretty high in the top five, but thinking about some of those mm-hmm. other movies, it just shifted around a little bit, but this one is, is very near and dear to me. I mean, and the so, scene of like the Batmobile and the turtle van, like, you know, side by side, just plowing down the yeah. street. Like, I mean, I was in my thirties when I saw that movie and I smiled, like I just had the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> like, you know, like a six year old kid. It was so, yeah, it's so damn good. There's a lot of eye candy in this one, mm. but it, it it doesn't sound like anybody else is ready to talk about it yet. It's just so, so funny, given how big of fans we are of it that we've beat. You know, we've got it before the other two. I know, um, but I'm curious. Then, Andy, what is your number six? My number six is Batman and Mister Freeze Sub Zero. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is another one that I love. I think it's it's terrific. I think that um, it somehow the animation is even better than Mask of the Phantasm. I think that um, 
yeah, like I just think it's a beautiful movie. The animation is really mind blowing. I think it's a great story. It's a great follow up story from the Mr. Freeze episodes of the animated series to give some closure. It, it ended up not being the end because, uh, you know, he, he popped back up eventually. But uh, it's a great Mr. Freeze movie and it's a great Batman movie. I love how it incorporates Barbara and Dick. And it's just yeah, it's one of those that I think that it gets unfairly uh, ignored or underrated mostly because it's not mask of the phantasm and that's okay. Um, because we all love mask of the phantasm, but I think sub zero is, is almost as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's yeah, I just, it's one that I really always love uh, putting in. And uh, every time I do, I'm like, God, this one, this one's so much better than I think people give it credit for. So yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And it's, it's Mr. Freeze puns done right. Right. With just enough. And then, yeah, just I think you said it, but, but yeah. And Mr. Freeze with two polar bears. How do you not love that? Yeah. That, that was some, me. <laughs> yeah. And somehow that's, that is more easy to accept than anything that happens to Batman and Robin. <laughs> right. And I, I don't know why the polar bears stick out to me so much, but I think they're so beautifully animated. They are. In this movie. Like I said, the animation in this is mind blowing. It's, it's ironic that, Mask of the Phantasm went theatrical. This went straight to video, whereas this animation feels more theatrical than what's in Mask of the Phantasm. Was this supposed to be theatrical yeah. at some point? I don't think so, because by that point, Mask of the Phantasm had already yeah. come on and it was it didn't it flopped at the box office. So this was always meant to be direct to video, but I just think it had been a few years. And so um, and they were also betting on a huge cross promotion with Batman and Robin, which is not how it worked out, but that was always the plan. So I guess they just, they got additional budget, but you can see it on screen. Like there's this shot towards the end where Barbara is sliding away from the exploding oil tanker or whatever. What is it? An oil for the rig. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exploding behind her and she is, she is uh, sliding down and it is just so gorgeous. It blows my mind how good it is. And I'm like, man, this looks like a theatrically animated film, at least in certain moments like that. Well, Andy, um, Joe and I have been covering some Batman the Animated Series episodes for the 30th anniversary this year, and we mm-hmm. remembered we remembered what you were saying when you guys were reviewing the show about sometimes the episodes felt like maybe there was an A animation team and a B yeah. animation team. Yeah, this this feels like the A animation team on a whole nother level. Yeah, I agree. Like it just and Joe had said at one point like he doesn't really see the difference in the animation sometimes. But then I I may <laughs> I pointed it out to him and he's like, "Wow, you're right. It's just it's stunning." And this movie just takes it to a whole nother level. It brings yeah, in some, some computer animation too. Which yeah. you could, which you can mm-hmm. notice, but uh yeah. And in just the right spots. Like it doesn't overdo it, but like it does it with like the bat wing and I think that makes it look really cool. Yep. And like yep. Dick on the bike. I'm not going to talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's wrap up for this side of the of the rankings for the TFR side with Joe's well, number six. I, I honestly should have just said it when uh, I think it was Andy that had it at number seven. But my number six is uh, the Batman versus Dracula. Um, I love this movie and this this did the same thing that Batman beyond did for me or Batman beyond return of the Joker did for me for the Batman. I had never watched the Batman. I didn't really know anything about it, but I remember I saw this DVD somewhere. Like 
I want to say it like a Sam Goody or something. <laughs> and I picked it up and I don't even think I watched it right away. I think I was just like, oh, I'm going to pick this up because it's Batman. And it probably took me years to actually pop it in. But man, I waited way too long to watch this thing. And it made me dive into the series. And I got to say, it made me love the series. Where Batman Beyond, I'm still not really a fan of, despite how much I love Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. This made me love that series. And I watch this every Halloween. I think it's fantastic. Um you know, to your guys' points, like when you have something that you could watch a creepy season, it, you know, it, or spooky season, it kind of, you know, it raises that level a little bit for me. I watch it every year now, and I can't say that about every other film on this list, and I'm guaranteed to at least watch it once a year. And I just, I, I'm fascinated that I didn't watch this when it first came out, the series as a whole also, but man, I, I really do love this movie. Um, and yeah, I'm, it didn't quite crack my top five, but I might watch this more than any other film on this list, to be honest with you, which is, which is saying something. Mm. Exactly. Cause I mean, it's yeah, seasonal. It, I mean, <laughs> kind yeah, of. if absolutely. it wasn't seasonal, uh, yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it as much, but I love that I have an excuse to watch this every year because it is that good and it doesn't fall to the wayside because of that. I'm just happy all four of us love this. I'm one. shocked that I have it higher than anyone else. It's it's not. I did not expect that. Well, it's it's on everybody's list, so that's that's the important thing. Okay, guys, we've made it through 20 animated films, but we are not quite done yet. So we have our top five left to rank. So make sure you go over to Holy Batcast to hear our top five episodes. But this this in itself has just been a ton of fun and a great honor to have you guys from Holy Batcast over on TFR. So, Brendan, Andy, thank you so much you for guys. joining us. And I, I'm looking... Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, thank you so much for having us. This was fun. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to finishing it up on you guys' this show. Uh, it's, it's always fun to be on Holy Batcast. So absolutely, make sure you join us over there for that. Um, but before we wrap up, real quick, uh, Brendan, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and anywhere else. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lowy007, uh, in the Real Fans groups and at Holy Batcast. Awesome. And Andy, why don't you plug away? Sure. If you want to follow me, you can do it on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, just my name, Andy DiGenova, A-N-D-Y-D-I-G-E-N-O-V-A. And then, yeah, if you want to hear the end of this conversation, you got to go over to Holy Batcast, episode number 354, uh, and we will finish it up. So uh, that is our Batman show, Holy Batcast. And then I also do Disorder, every Disney film, Why Not Futurama, and Real Fans for Real Movies all kinds of podcasts. You can check all those out at rf4rm.com. All wonderful shows. Every one of them. Uh, Thanks. Joe, you're welcome. You're welcome. Joe, what about you? Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find on me interwebs. on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd as J411. And you can find me in the Real Fans groups on Facebook as Joe Fornarato. F-O-R-N-A-R-O-T-T-O. Awesome. Awesome. And so far as myself, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at me Carter 89. That's M E Carter 89. The show can once again be found at 
TFR Bat Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would leave, if you would take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we greatly appreciate it. Helps people find us. Helps people uh, get exposure to the show. Uh, if you'd like to leave us an email, that is once again tfrbatpod at gmail.com. If you want another way to support the show, and we don't ask that anybody spends a dime, but if you choose to, we really appreciate it. It means so much to us. Uh, you can go to our Redbubble store. Just go to redbubble.com and search Shop TFR, all one word. But that's going to do it for the guys, the Holy Batcast guys, Brendan and Andy and myself and Joe. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to you hearing the rest of this ranking, this huge ranking that we've got going over on Holy Batcast. But until we see you next time, make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward. Shame Victor Freeze will never know. In other news, Gotham's.